face chat, Twitter, Tiki Talky, Instabook. Follow along as your Tishi hosts mind the depths or shallows of their relationship with social media. Can you still poke somebody? From the Middle Age Mama Studios in Austin, Texas, I'm Hillary Livingston Butler. I can't do the newest TikTok dance alone, so joining me from the Stick of Butter Studios in New Brighton, Minnesota, it's Anne Lundholm. Hi, Anne. Hi, Hillary. I don't know any of those <laughs> social media platforms you just mentioned. Mm, they're they're cutting edge. You'll you'll get to know them. Um, okay. <laughs> from the Animal Loft Studios in Delmar, New York, it's Bobby Pay. Hi, Bobby. Yeah, my face, you face, talk to somebody who does that stuff. (laughs) Um, And finally, from the ever-present Money Pit Studios in Detroit, Michigan, it's Meredith Van Harn. Or what is it? Harness? G. Harn? Um, Yeah, I got a letter today addressed to Meredith, G. Van Harn. So I think... (laughs) I don't know which one's supposed to be my first name, or I don't they know. They clearly I don't know. the O because everybody knows you're the OG Van Harn. But does the G stand for Grace, which is my middle name, or is it for Gregory? That's what I was wondering. I'm like, Ooh. are they? Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> you have become one. You're yep. just like this is your one name. It doesn't matter. We're sure it doesn't stand <laughs> for gangster. Our name now. Uh, of Meredith, that's Gregory. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> Um, as usual, we'll do small talk, mailbag, medium talk, Tishi recommends, and how you can get involved with the show. Bobby, take us to small talk. Absolutely. Uh, and I didn't preview any of these. So, show business, book club next week? Oh, yeah. I put yeah. that oh, on I, there. Not, yeah. After Jambo. Not show business. Not show business like Hollywood, like show business. <laughs> Got it. Tishi show business. Book club next week. Yeah. Yes. I thought maybe if anybody wanted to read along with us. We should tell people that it was coming. Yeah. Yeah. If you hit play now on the audiobook, it'll be finished just in time. (laughs) Not if you play it at two speed, which is what I'm doing. (laughs) I've only read the first 60 pages, but I know so much about Confederate artillery that I didn't know before. Like, I'm just more confused about Confederate artillery. Maybe we should. Like, That's um, not where I expected this to start off from. Yeah, we <laughs> should tell people what book they need to get invested in because uh, Bobby did bring the idea that maybe we could go with a dad book because we've yes, been talking about dad books lately. For, for yeah. conservatively seven years, we've been talking about dad, <laughs> dad books. books. And I uh, made what I think may have been a fatal mistake <laughs> because I said, well, if we're going to do a dad book, let's do the er dad author. Clive Cussler. So we decided to read Sahara, which is the most popular of his Dirk Pitt Dirk stories. Pitt. Despite being surprisingly not available through local libraries. <laughs> well, we had a Dirk on the show last week, and we're going to have a Dirk on the show next week if we get the book read. And I was yeah, thinking... We're just going Dirk to Dirk. Dirk Diggler is 1,000% better a name than Dirk Pitt. Yes. <laughs> yes. Oh, so, it's too bad there's so much more to this show, so we can't just name it Dirk's comma ranked. <laughs> hey, maybe save next it week. for another show. We can that that can be it <laughs> in reserve. I actually have a text chat ranking Judd's after Judd Hirsch was nominated for. <laughs> oh, he's a very good Judd, I will say. He is. I agree. Yeah. <laughs> but anyway, this is everybody's uh, notice that if you would like to 
participate in the discussion some way uh, or, or understand what we're talking about and, and really learn more about Confederate artillery, <laughs> uh, you should find um, yourself a copy of Sahara by Clive Cussler. Not the Spanish version, which is what <laughs> I ended up with. <laughs> I mean, unless you can read it. Well, that's true, I suppose. If, yeah. if you're fluent in Spanish, go for it. But um, surprisingly hard to come by for the most popular book in the series that there is a movie adaptation made of. So anyway, it should be an interesting discussion. Yes, agree. Um, I'm laughing. It is very, very daddish. It is very daddish. Oh, boy. (laughs) I have an important question before we move on, and we do need to move on because Mm -hmm. there's so much more to talk about, but... Uh, Hillary, is it only last name Judds, or are you allowed to have, like, Judd Hirsch? Well, like, no, 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 For, no. I mean, all Judds, because obviously the Judds um, are included. Yes, well, yeah. But it's more first name Judds, as opposed okay. to last Judd name Apatow. Judds. Yes. Judd from the yeah. real world San Francisco. Um, Does Judd from friend. Oklahoma count? <laughs> yes, of course. <laughs> so many Judds. Imagine naming kind of your kid Judd. No, Actually, now no that offense. I think about it, Judd, Judd. Yeah, that's um, true. We Judd. just we just made a comprehensive list of all the Judds. <laughs> you can eliminate that chat now. We've we've nailed it. Uh, while you're doing that, um, by process of elimination, I'm going to assume that this one is you, Hillary. Yes. Am I the best mom or insane? <laughs> can't, okay, can't, so- as my therapist says, two things can be true at once. <laughs> you, can. you know. When you're going into having kids, you're like, I'm going to be a different kind of parent. Like, I'm going to, my kids are going to want to go on cool trips and like, we're not going to do kids stuff or, you know, we're not, I'm not going to let them watch the Mickey Mouse Club show or whatever. I'm not going to let them be annoying. And then that like quickly goes away because you're just like, whatever, just shut up. Like, here you go. So spring break is coming up in March and I, we never plan anything. We're really bad about it. And really all I want to do is go to a beach somewhere and let them play and ignore them while I like I read a book and have a drink. But, um, I really want to go to Mexico, but they, I need to get their pass, whatever. It doesn't matter. I need to get their passports renewed. And that's a whole thing with kids. It's a little bit more difficult. Um, so I was thinking, well, it's too late, you know, thinking about where we could go. I also need to see my parents. I haven't been to Dallas in a little bit. So I thought, well, maybe go to Dallas, but that seems kind of just boring to be like, oh, we're going to Dallas for spring break. That's fun. Um, so I was thinking about it and I decided to book not inexpensively two days at the great wolf lodge. Oh no. <laughs> oh No, there's one just North of Dallas. It's actually right by the airport in Dallas and I'm, whatever alcohol is served there so it'll i'll find a way (laughs) of course alcohol is served there that's the only way they can sanitize the place yes anyway i told the kid i mean it was worth it to tell the kids i said i you know this is where we're going and they kind of thought it was disney world i'm like no 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 no. it's not it's not disney temper your expectations yes (laughs) but i'm like it's great wolf lodge they were like "Ah!" it's the it's the disney world of the Holiday Inn chain yes, variety. Exactly. <laughs> There's indoor. We're only staying for two days because I figure like I, you can't go to an indoor water park for more than two days, right? I mean, I don't. I, anyway, I mean, so, how many times can you go down the slides? I, I um, unlimited. I, I was a water baby. I could have gone infinite times. I mean, listen, but I'll in go the down same the water trip. Park. I yeah. could understand going back every year, but. 
No, like when we would travel, I wanted to go. I didn't care where we went as long as the hotel had a pool and I didn't care about anything other than the pool. Yeah. Um, No, for sure. I would have loved that. Yeah. Which location is this? I'm Uh, I'm looking for pictures. Grapevine. Sure. Yep. Here it is. Okay. Very good. So someone's going to get pink eye or someone's going to get an ear infection or both. (laughs) That's my prediction. Um, I, I, the email says wolf journey confirmed Butler family. Oh God. <laughs> wolf journey. I, this is, this is so crooked Creek, grab a tube and float your cares away down our lazy river. That's for what i break. Yes. That is exactly where you will be. Yes. With a, yeah. with a coffee tumbler full of <laughs> wine. <laughs> Dave's like, I'm like drowning. Help me. Um, no, whatever. I'm excited. That they're excited. And I'm excited that we're only going for two days and. There's Whatever. more stuff. I've never actually been to one of these um, cesspools of piss and disease, <laughs> but um, I'm, I'm actually just, I'm amazed at how many attractions there are under that roof uh, by the highway on ramp. <laughs> Fort <laughs> McKenzie, Slaptail Pond. What? Which sounds awkwardly sexual for what is a splash pool. Crooked Creek, River Canyon Run, Twist and Dip over this uh, raft water slides, Gentle Curves. Uh, Alberta Falls, Whooping Hollow, Totem Towers, Coyote Cannon. They really got the alliteration down in the middle there. Howlin' Tornado. Take the plunge through six stories of swishing, swirling, splashing fun. You might just make sure your health insurance is up to date before you go. (laughs) (laughs) Cub Paw Pool, Chinook Cove, Bigfoot Pass. teetering just on the edge of some racism here. yeah 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 yeah, yeah. the, the yeah. chinook one really pushed us over the edge of their bigfoot pass just mainly only races to bigfoots <laughs> north hot springs relax in this adults only hot tub area for a oh. welcome escape from the high octane thrills <laughs> of the water park over 21 is the uh the rule Oh my god. There's a happy yeah. mom wearing um more clothes than not sitting just outside the hot tub. <laughs> well, I will give an update. Um we go March twelfth through fourteenth. Don't stalk me there, but whatever. I guess I would welcome it probably because I'd be like, Please come rescue me. We can you can bleep the location if you want <laughs> no, so fine. that it's it's fine. Uh, but yes, I will I'll report back on all of the shenanigans that happened there. Oh Lordy B. Anyway, I don't know. Both best mom and insane, I think, is the right answer. Do you want to take a line on over-under for ear infections? <laughs> oh, God. Um, I bet it'll be, I bet it'll be one. That'll be, a, that'll be one. That'll be one. Okay. COVID cases? <laughs> well, we'll see. <laughs> one of those. Now, thankfully, the, the bleach and piss is going to kill the COVID, so... <laughs> We all should have just gone to Great Wolf Lodge in 2020 and <laughs> just gotten, gotten it over with. <laughs> and on the trends desk, you have mm-hmm. some retail news. I do have some retail news. This is some personal retail news. I have talked many a year, many a time about my retail history and my working at this particular gift store that I worked at part time and full time and part time and now just for holidays and i got some news this last month they are closing <gasps> no oh, oh no at least my branch era. is closing the flagship store is remaining open but my location is finally closing wow which means for me it's all to the good because this has solved my eternal dilemma 
of quit? do I want to go back for the holidays? Mm-hmm. Which I don't. I never do. I have no desire to drive 25 miles in a snowstorm, which it is every time, every time, um, to work three hours, (laughs) you know, just to whatever. And it's not that I actually mind it while I'm there. I don't. I actually quite enjoy, like, mucking around with merchandise and doing all that stuff. I don't care. I've worked there so long. Like, it doesn't bother me at all. It's like second nature to you. Right, but I don't want to give up my time and go do that. It's just that I would do anything for the manager there. Her name is Polly, and she hired me in June of 1999. Wow. A different century. (laughs) She has been my boss, my mentor, my peer, my friend. If she called me up, and said, Anne, I need you to meet me in the middle of the night and wear black clothes and bring a shovel, I would do it. <laughs> and so as long as she needed me, I was going to be there. And now that's closing, I am off the hook, and it feels great. Yeah. Congrats. Now the thing that doesn't feel great is that they fired her. Oh, my God. Oh I my was going to ask, what happens to her? Oh. She works there for 29 years. Oh, my God. And Holy every shit. day she went to that store and she fought for the success of their business. And they're laying her off. And I'm not okay so with that. shitty. That is so I know. Shitty. It is really. Well, so I should say about the owners, they're a husband and wife couple. And she runs the big sort of sales floor and does a lot of the merchandising like she's very heavily involved in, you know, product selection and stuff. And then he does the more administrative and, you know, business part of it. And he is the best person I've ever known at separating business and friendship. So yeah. from that perspective, it's very simple and very clear what he needed to do because he's run a small business for 35 years. You know, in this climate, he's survived all, since, boy, 2008, the last housing crash it got sticky there for a while and he went for like two years and didn't draw a salary and remortgaged his house he put a second mortgage on his house to keep his business afloat so like this is he's gonna do what he needs to do to get his business through and i can respect that but still yeah 29 years man like not cool not cool No. no that's not cool at all and I know he feels terrible about it. Like, just because he knew he had to do it doesn't mean that it wasn't upsetting to him to do it. But yeah. still, I don't know. Wow. And and the, the twist in it is that uh, Linda, his, the wife, has wanted to retire for a while because she's in her late 60s. And so they spent last summer trying to convince Polly to move up there and take the managerial um, position at the main store and she was like no because it's in maple grove and she lives in cottage grove and they are at diametrically opposite ends of the twin cities well they're rival like, groves exactly <laughs> i mean it might as well be sharks grove and jets grove she knows she knows her grove cottage grove is in the southeast and maple grove is in the northwest and she would have to drive clear across the city every day to get to work and they were like well why don't you just sell your house and move up here and she's like no we built this house her husband's family is there their kids are there she loves her neighbors she's like i'm not moving and i'm like if you knew that this was in the cards you should have told her during that process so she can at least 
given her the information if she yeah. wanted to, you know, change her decision or make a different decision. But they did not. And here we are. So... Oh, I actually a went a couple of weekends ago. She said, could you come one last time and help me clean out the back room? And I said, okay. And I went all for an entire Saturday and worked myself into exhaustion, packing up everything to go back. I think the last day is the 29th. So whatever day this is, today is the 25th, 26th to like Sunday? Wow. Yeah. 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 Before so this airs. Yep. So that's going to be the very last day. And I've known for a few weeks, but she asked me, you know, it wasn't public. So she asked me not to say anything about it. But I went and helped pull everything out and get rid of it all and do all this stuff. And that's it. That's all she wrote, man. Wow. Is is there a heist in the works? I mean, lots of (laughs) lots of merchandise is left. Is is it being clearance? Like, is all the really good stuff hiding in the back so you can buy it when it's 98% off? Or I don't think so. I don't think that's how it's going to work. You could finally have all the water features. Ooh. <laughs> can you swing me a wind chime or two? <laughs> now, that's a thought, actually. Some of those wind chimes are so nice, so expensive. Mm-hmm. I'm just problem- saying, Anna, at this point, if somebody walked out with one, I mean. <laughs> Who, who's going to know? Yeah. yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Wow. So, so that's the the end to my era with that because I I could go. I'm sure they would love to have me up at Maple Grove for holidays, but I, you know, no, I wouldn't hide them. a body for them. I like them very no. much, but I wouldn't I wouldn't commit a crime for them. So I'm not going to go work <laughs> at their store in the holidays. How far away is that for you? It's actually the same distance. Oh wow! Okay. As my store, it's about 25 minutes on a good day. So. That's a it lot of effort be... if you don't need the money, I feel like. I know, especially when I was still working consistently part-time and I would have to drive there on a weekday evening and I would have to leave from the university during rush hour. It would sometimes take me an hour and 15 minutes to drive there. Nope. And then I would work three hours and then I would drive half an hour home and I was like, this is ridiculous. Yeah, that's nuts. Yep. Well, so I asked, I, I, I was like, uh, on when I went a couple of Saturdays ago, when I was down, I was like, "Is there any way that you could just pay me cash out of the drawer, just yeah. for this one time, so I don't, you know, have to pay taxes on this next year?" <laughs> and she was like, "Oh, we don't have any cash. We haven't had any cash sales today." And I was like, "Great, one more W two next year <laughs> for five hours." <laughs> She could have made you a contractor for one day under six hundred dollars. No, ten ninety nine. Oh, see, the problem is she is so ethical. She was Ugh. like, "I'm, I am sick and tired of working my ass off for this company. I'm not doing it anymore." And then I come in, and she's working so fucking hard to get this store packed up and ready to go, and fixing messes. And and I'm like, "What are you doing?" She's gonna yeah. be there on the day they close and like help pack up all the stuff and oh send my it God. on, like. I would be like, my responsibility is dumb at this point. She's just too good of a person. See you later, losers. Yep. I'm out. I'm out of here. <laughs> Pay me my severance or whatever. <laughs> yep. <laughs> uh, that sucks. End of an era. Yep. Yep. Um, speaking of uh, formative eras in our lives, Hillary, I got to come back around to something really quick. Yes. Um, the restaurants at your Great Wolf Lodge. <laughs> uh, 
we have uh, uh, the poolside services from a place called Buckets. Now, they oh, that have sounds like quality. They have Pepsi products and crinkle cut fries. So you oh. might want to bring your own Diet Coke or Diet Dr. Pepper. I think so. Um, yeah, I think just be, so. be, this kind of place is the kind of place where you bring a cooler with you. So How just do they not have Dr. Pepper? <laughs> and then um, Grizzly Jack's Bar and Grill uh, <laughs> is where you'll get your cocktail. Uh, the Lodge Wood-Fired Grill is probably where you you guys, the parents, will, you know, dine. Yes. Um, the Loose Moose appears to have light desserty bites. <laughs> uh, the Watering Hole is a bar. The Bear Paw is the bakery. There's also a Starbucks, which has no creative name. But then I wanted to highlight this, where you'll probably have a family meal, like a really bonding mm-hmm. meal, large pizzas, salads, and pasta dishes. The whole pack can share... <laughs> at hungry as a wolf. <laughs> Wait, as a wolf? Yes. Not hungry like a wolf. Okay. As <laughs> because that's probably trademarked. Hungry as a wolf. I'm still stuck on the whole bear paw bakery. Why would you not call it a bear claw? Come on, is that trademark too? I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Who can trademark bear claw? <laughs> If not, the Great Wolf Lodge, yeah. Yeah, so. yep. So I just want you to be ready f- to be ready. hungry as a wolf. I'm going to be hungry as a wolf. Don't you worry about it. Yeah, it's going to be Also, I sent you a link to make sure you book a private cabana because... <laughs> I know, apparently that's a thing. I When I was... When I was adding my stuff up it's it like, like the would, it's the private hotel room of great wolf lodges it was like would you like this would you also like this which and i'm like i'm being i'm like overwhelmed by the add-on situation right now so i'll just circle back to this later we have like a month and a half i can i can figure it out by then but i can't do it right now unfortunately i'm just, really <sighs> imagining the quality of a cabana in a place by the airport <laughs> it just sounds wonderful <laughs> They hose it down every night, Anne. It's fine. Oh, my God. It's dry by morning. Uh, And with that, Hillary, since you're not working on your Great Wolf Lodge uh, amenity (laughs) upgrades, could you please take us to the mailbag? Yes. Um, We got a few letters, actually, this week um, from one lovely Bob Stein. He says... He says... Has some precursor to this, but he's commenting on our fine dining show. He says, so to comment on your fine dining show, something like around the year 2000 to celebrate <laughs> Sue. Sorry. I had oh, to my do God. It. We share a brain. Because <laughs> I was in my head. I was singing the year 2000. God, do you remember how funny that was? It was <laughs> so <laughs> funny. <laughs> Even when it was and like then, 2004 and they kept doing kept it. Going. <laughs> Honestly, I'm sure he never thought any of them would be alive that long. <laughs> no. um, to celebrate Sue's earning her PhD, we dined out at Philadelphia, Philadelphia's only five-star Michelin restaurant, Le Bec Fin. This was George Perrier's, who you may or may not have heard of, um, place, and it was a classic French restaurant. The food was excellent and beautifully presented. One of the highlights of the meal was as many as you wanted to choose from dessert cart. Whoa. We both enjoyed the experience, but we were not fans the phalanx of waiters hovering around and attending to your oh, every breath. God. Yeah. <laughs> How are we doing? Ugh. Some people find this perk of fine uh, of fine restaurants, but both of us found it a bit intrusive to the enjoyment of the meal. Satisfied with our meal, but concerned with our much lighter wallets, we agreed it was a once-in-a-lifetime experience not to be repeated. Sadly, the restaurant closed down in 2013 after 43 years of operation. Well, maybe there were a bunch of you guys that were like, never again. 
Um, (laughs) Chef Perrier uh, saw the change in dining culture and realized this older style of French cuisine was no longer sustainable. More recently, and well before the pandemic, Sue took me out for my birthday to Zahav, I don't know, the now James Beard awarded Israeli Middle Eastern restaurant in Philadelphia. Mmm, that sounds good. That is my type of my type of meal. Probably the best Middle Eastern food I have ever had and very originally prepared and presented. Uh, much more casual and even in today's dollars, much cheaper than Le Bec Fine, but still no bargain chop house. Unfortunately, now they have won the James Beard Award. It is very difficult to get a reservation, which is one of the more, uh, the annoying side effects of popularity and buzz in today's restaurant scene. Totally agree. Mm-hmm. Um, it's very annoying. Lest you think that we are part of the 1% and jet, jet off to fancy restaurants at the drop of a hat, <laughs> our go-to restaurant for fine but casual dining is Restaurant Alba in the town of Malvern, PA, about 10 miles east of us. They do northern Italian cooking with an, an emphasis on grilled fish, seafood, and meats with excellent vegetarian options as well. No cheap, no, sorry, not cheap, but not in the league of the other two. So it's much more, it's more doable more often. Um, yeah, that's a, that's a, it, I, I feel that, that the hovering waiters are a lot. I want to be like, stop looking at me <laughs> trying to eat. <laughs> no, like I get it. I get it. And you know, I was going on about how I like good service, but th- that's also a skill to know this when there's like pauses and it's a natural time to kind of yep. butt yourself in. Um, Restaurant Elba, by the way, <clears throat> yep. four stars on Yelp. Oh, Ooh. of course. Hungry as a wolf in Grapevine, Texas. <laughs> Two oh stars. Oh, no. great. <laughs> Hungry as a wolf is the yardstick by which we measure all our restaurants here yeah. on Tishi. Yeah. Like everything's coming back to Great Wolf Lodge today. Oh, I can't help God. it. Oh, God. Um, Bob also circled back and sent us a list of his um, L.A. movies, Sunset Boulevard, Bob and Carol and Ted and Alice. I've always wanted to see it. I'm so like... I've been consumed by the poster because it's just so funny and like seventies. Uh, are da- there are there four more boomer names than Bob and Carol and Ted <laughs> and, and Alice? <laughs> <laughs> I know. Imagine naming your child Carol. Like here's Carol. Not Alice this- is normal. Right. Alice is is swung back, but Carol. Mm-hmm. No. Carol I went to high school with a Carol, and you even did? then, I thought it was odd. Yeah. Hmm. I think about like Linda. Or like mm-hmm. Donna. Well, and she was like a quilting teenager. You know what I mean? Like she, <laughs> she was, she, she, was, she fit the Carol. She fit the name. Yep. Uh, um, the Day of the Locust, The China Syndrome, Blade Runner, L.A. Confidential, and The Big Lebowski. L.A. Confidential. How did we not think of L.A. Confidential, I guys? I, I thought about it's it. It's right in the and name. It was tough. Yeah. I also love China Syndrome and kind of regret not thinking of it for this, but I just watched it like a month or two ago, so I didn't want to watch it again. Yeah, well. Yeah. All right. Now we have more movies to watch, um, except that I have to read slash listen to Sahara, so <laughs> my time is otherwise <laughs> occupied. I feel like I should have said in small talk, but my internet got fixed today, guys. <laughs> yeah, I was going to bring that up. But. Yeah, yeah. And it was clearly your fault, right? It was. So they, I was calling and calling and calling and chatting with the robot. I, I, I was out of spite chatting with the, the Comcast robot every time it would go down. So like multiple times a day. <laughs> um, and they kept slowly taking buttons away on the app from me like I couldn't check connection anymore and the only at some point the only thing I could do was chat with the robot 
And so I just kept doing it and doing it and doing it. And they were like, are you using your own router? And we are because theirs only has like two ports and we need more Ethernet ports than that. Um, and they kept blaming it on that. Um, but we had plugged my work laptop directly into the modem and it was still going down. So I'm like, I really don't think it's the router because when we, we take it out of the equation, the problem still exists. So finally they sent a tech out and he like fixed it in five minutes. He was like, yeah, the line to your house was all rusty. <laughs> mm, like, imagine. Okay. Thanks. Bye. So it's been great all day. Yay. <laughs> I can't tell thanks, you how frustrating it is the, to the two <laughs> weeks of the runaround. Yeah. yeah. Well, in two, you know, I was trying to, I was trying to be a good podcaster and watch all our movies and I could watch them in 10 minute sprints. It was about as long as it would stay connected. <laughs> and I was just like, you know what? I can't handle this anymore. I'm done. <laughs> you you like, couldn't even get through a full porn shoot. <laughs> I know. Believe me, I tried. <laughs> so now it's fixed. Yay. Well, welcome back. Thanks. We're happy to have you. Um, <laughs> Eric wrote in and said, uh, my personal favorite is taking place in L.A., L.A. Confidential, one of the best movies ever made. Wow. Uh, Russell Crowe, Kim Basinger, James Cromwell, Guy Pierce, just incredible. To live and Guy die Pierce in L.A. And Guy Pierce's cheekbones. I know. That is I a know. very good movie. Yeah. Yep. I remember seeing, um, what's the one where he has short-term memory loss? It's like the only Christopher... Um, um, Oh, why can't I remember? I love that movie. Why I do I too. And it goes backwards. Short term memory loss oh, movie. Uh, yeah. Memento. Definitely God. called. So yes, Memento. Yes. I was like, course. Inception? It's not Inception. No. Yeah, no. no. <laughs> Memento. Uh, I, have, yeah. I have two copies of Memento on DVD for some reason. <laughs> Just in case you forget what? the other one. <laughs> well, one I think one of my brothers got me for Christmas. It's like the deluxe version, and one's a cheapo that I picked up somewhere think i didn't know he was getting it for me it's really one of the only christopher nolan movies i've seen not because of anything just because i don't i don't really care about war movies that much and i don't care about batman that much but i love that movie i thought it was great um, it's great and i will forever remember the moment the whole movie turns yes, and you're like yes. oh shit. shit yes yeah that's a good one no and guy spoilers. pierce is very uh he's great he's great when is the cinema road trip gonna stop in our mind <laughs> that's when we we're out of locations and we're really reading. five cerebral movies yeah um eternal sunshine the spotless mind um mm-hmm. okay to live and die in la directed by william freakin with 30 year old william defoe as the bad guy the movie captures 1980s la unlike any other I've never seen it. Uh, Mulholland Drive, a mystery as only David Lynch could create. So good. Thankfully, not super weird like Blue Velvet was. Um, not super weird, but pretty fucking weird. I remember watching it. Blue Velvet me, freaked like, me out. Yeah. Well, uh, most of his movies freak me out. I don't. I I've always avoided David Lynch because of that reputation. I mean, I just. I like, don't need my freak blown. Like Eraserhead no. really freaked me out. Like I was did not like that. Mulholland Drive is kind of a little slightly more of a narrative but it's still it's still weird it's just still him um la story steve martin is uh in a non-traditional rom-com so much fun and takes lots of pokes of at the la way of life i saw that like when i was almost way too young and kind of didn't get it i need to watch it again i just remember like somebody 
Kelly Preston maybe was like, I'm, I need to go do my makeup. I have to do 30 minute lips. And I remember thinking, is there somebody that takes 30 minutes to put lipstick on? <laughs> that seems what? crazy to me. I know it's supposed to be like a parody, but still. Um, honorable mention Predator 2. <laughs> okay. That doesn't take place in the jungle? <laughs> I thought so, but maybe I've never seen Predator it. 2, but that's because I haven't seen Predator 1, so of course <laughs> it wouldn't make sense. Yeah, clearly. You, you want to be able to keep up. Um, so. And then, P.S., shout out to Hillary for mentioning the firecracker scene. We saw, we saw the film in theater, and my girlfriend and I were both gripping the armrest the whole time. I think it's one of the most intense, scary, freaky uh, scenes ever shot. Ugh, I agree. I don't like it. It's the antip- anticipation of that that mm-hmm. what me. could go wrong. Yes, yeah. Speaking uh, of Steve Martin, I did give a thought when we were considering movies to picking Bowfinger, which oh, I think yeah. is an LA movie because it's oh, a yeah. because it's a movie about making a movie, which yeah. I remember being very funny at the time. Yeah. No, I think it still holds up. I have not seen it in so long, but I think it still holds up. Yeah, it was great though. Um. Okay. Moving on to uh, the Facebook responses to the question of the week. Uh, John says, L.A. story. Catherine says, this is a good one. Rebel Without a Cause. I totally oh, it's, yeah. forgot about that. That's filmed near. It's been forever since I've yes. seen it. I think can't I wait thought... until we do a, uh, a road trip stop at Things Without a Cause. <laughs> <laughs> is that like a discount store? Yeah, we'll we'll save it. It's it's like the little bit of everything store, but without a cause. We'll... <laughs> um, Denny says Grand Canyon. Doesn't it play, take how, place how, the Grand Canyon? How can that no. be LA? <laughs> Wait a minute. Wait a minute. <laughs> Wait a minute. Um, Anne Louise says a little shop of horrors. That's a good one. Oh, I just um, rewatched that not that long ago. That is a weird story. It's what's it's Frank Oz, right? That's the I think that's the director. Director, such, yeah. It's so it's, much darker than I remember yes. it being. Yeah, yeah. It's yeah. It's weird. It, it, I, that's when I saw like as a little or kid and being like, this is weird. I don't know how I feel about this. <laughs> um, Melissa's at playing by heart, which is I have seen that movie so many times, and it is truly a bizarre time stamp of a movie like john stewart is, is in it it's with angela oh. jolie oh, yeah. um ryan Phillippe, who like spoiler alert has aids i think and madeline stowe it's kind of one of those like there are a bunch of different stories going on and you don't really know well, how they like intersect kinda. yeah but they in- intersect so you're like how does how did these all work together um huh. anyway it's it's pretty good. It's probably not good, but it was one of those that I, you know, wa- it was just on TV. So I was like, well, I'll watch it again. Um, yeah. A young Angelina Jolie. She's obviously very beautiful. Um, Jonathan says collateral. The only Tom Cruise movie I can handle. LOL. <laughs> <laughs> um, Rosemary said Magnolia, Boogie Nights, Clueless. We're friends for a reason. Mm-hmm. Although I don't know. Magnolia is one of those that, and she mentions this in the Facebook group that it, we, we didn't see it together, but it was definitely during the time where I saw every movie. And Magnolia is, I love Boogie Nights. Magnolia is like, it's its good, but it's a lot, you know, it's very earnestly filmic. And I don't, mm-hmm. it's one that I would just never watch again. I don't really have any interest in watching it again. No, I remember thinking that Tom Cruise was very good. In yeah, it. Oh, he's yeah. really good. He's really kind of like a proto men's rights dude. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> oh, it's so gross, but he does it well. Um, Alicia says Die Hard. 
um, Leslie said, to live and die in L.A. I love the opening scene uh, with that Wing Chun song. I love the whole movie. Oh, I really need to watch this. I've never seen it. Um, Amanda says, La La Land. Not the best movie musical, but enjoyable enough. Um, Amanda, I was bored the other day, and it was playing on Amazon or something. It was free on Amazon. And I'm like... Bridget and I watched the opening couple of scenes. And, man, that opening scene is so good. The rest of the movie, I'm like, whatever. I can take it or leave it. It's too long. And, you know, they're not the best singers. But that opening shot or just, like, I just, I was telling Bridget, I was like, imagine how nervous you are as a dancer in that scene. Like, you have to get it. You have to nail it. They closed down a fucking freeway. You have to get it. I I feel like I would mess up. And they'd be like, we have to shoot it again. (laughs) (laughs) For some reason, I initially thought, that Christy had picked La La Land because I think she joked that maybe yes. she would. Oh, she said and she so might. Yeah, she might. And I started watching it, and then I was like, "Wait a minute!" She didn't actually say she's she going to do it. And I was like, "Stop! I'm not watching this unless I have to." <laughs> yep. Which, yep. like, it's not a bad. It's you know, I mean, yeah. we've talked about this on and off, but like, I, it's a beautiful movie. It's just yes. beautiful, but I'm not sure what the point is. Yes. She Other than that, white Paris. men do know jazz better than <laughs> black people. <laughs> Clearly. And having an aunt in Paris is good, and it'll get you a part in a movie. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> um, like uh, Jennifer says, like John, L.A. story. The weather forecast scene gets quoted a lot in our house. Um, Tanya says, a pretty woman. And I loved Pretty Woman when I was a kid and I can't believe my parents let me watch they bought it for me for my birthday in sixth grade like the VHS <laughs> I, I didn't know I mean I guess on some level I knew what was going on but like I was just sex like sex work is so romantic <laughs> I don't this. think I understood it I just really love a shopping montage so I don't know what to tell you like that's <laughs> <laughs> makes me very happy I mean I can understand the enduring um, appeal of Pretty Woman, but I can't believe that we're not looking at it with a more critical eye I know. in this. I mean, there's a fucking musical just opened not that long ago. I know it just about came out. I'm like, really? We're not. Come on, guys. <laughs> Have I ever told you guys that my stepbrother um, dances with Julia Roberts every New Year's Eve? <laughs> no. No. He lives Why? in Taos, New Mexico, which is where she lives. Yeah. And there's like a place to go. And she goes there and they hang out every year. Wow. (laughs) Well, that's cool. Yeah. Oh, little Julia. He says she's really nice. Well, she was. I'm sure she is. In that movie, she is just like, I mean, she's she's got it. I mean, she had it before, but in that, you're just like, wow. Um, She's amazing, yeah. Yeah, she is. Uh, Lane says Sunset Boulevard. Uh, I keep meaning to watch that. I know. It's like one of those movies that I... Like it, like scare. I, I've always been sort of scared of it. For some I don't know why. Um, and my sister Kristen said, "True Beverly Hills, of course, <laughs> great movie." Um, Scott says, "The Big Lebowski," and finally Taylor says, "Swingers," which, ironically enough, Dave, Taylor. I know Dave and I were just talking about. I took Dave out for his birthday, and we were talking about like that era. Oh, I know. <laughs> okay, I was like, I was trying to figure out stuff to do for his birthday. We went to dinner, and then we went to this cute bar, but, and it was fun. But I was like looking, oh, is there, you know, is anybody coming into town that we could go out and see? And I was like, the only person that was coming on 
this next Sunday was <laughs> Dita Von Tees, which is very much not Dave's vibe. <laughs> and I was like, no. that was a certain like era of like the mid aughts of like, you know, the burlesque kind of deal. And then I was like, pre-dating when, like everyone that. was swing dancing. Yeah. And yeah. then I was like predating. It was like the swinger kind of thing. And we lived near the Brown Derby or where the Brown Derby used to be in Los Angeles. And I, it had long, it was gone. Like that didn't it? that vibe didn't exist but I just I think I saw swingers too like my friends that saw it in 1997 or whenever it came out they were like no it was so great I I saw it like in 2002 and I was like these guys are douchebags isn't it more of a Vegas movie though it starts in LA and then ends in LA I think they travel there Mm. I mean I I validate Taylor's choice because I think you know it's it's a good choice if it evokes LA for you but yeah, man, I hated Vince Vaughn in that movie no. so much. Yeah, me too. We also Ugh. already had a Heather Graham movie, so yeah, yeah, yeah. We we don't need any more. Yeah, God, I, I forget how many movies she was in until I really think about it, and yeah, then I realize, oh right, amount. there was quite a run there. Yeah, mm-hmm. she was real pretty. She is real pretty. Yep, she is real pretty. Celebrity net worth twenty million dollars. Well, so there you go. <laughs> all those all those late 90s early aughts movies stacked up uh awesome i hope she's still getting money for that horrible arrested development season oh yeah oh, we should get paid for watching we that. should get paid she, for that yeah you're right she had a mo- she had a tv show that i think aired one episode and then it was canceled i seem to remember that somewhere in the recesses of my mind oh poor heather anyway thank you guys for responding <laughs> That was fun. Poor Heather. <laughs> Poor Heather. <laughs> She's the one with the $20 million valuation. She only has so. $20 million. I mean, look at my bank account. I'm going to Great Wolf Lodge. <laughs> I bet Heather Graham's never been there. Yeah, but for other reasons. Like, <laughs> she could buy a Great Wolf Lodge. <laughs> the resorts she goes to don't have piss in the water. Yes. <laughs> Well, it's artisanal piss. Um, <laughs> Hillary, are you staying in a standard suite or are you staying in a themed suite? I'm not staying in the theme camp- suite. I'm not. I couldn't do it. I, I couldn't do it. I'm staying in one that's like has two queen beds and a pull out couch. Bobby, oh. do you want to go with them? <laughs> yeah, Bobby, you need to get off the Great Wolf Lodge website. <laughs> put, I mean, on, put your little rucksack Hillary, together can you, and come can, on. Can down. you find some room? Can you, can you- we have, two queen, we have two queen beds and a pullout. So, like, really, feasibly, Bobby could could stow away in this. I'm curious, Rory. I'm curious why they have Whirlpool Suites, because that seems like a different kind of weekend. I don't, I don't know. I don't it's when you get a separate room for the kids. <laughs> okay. Yeah, yeah, my ass is not doing that. It was way too expensive. Oh. That's for the honeymoons. <laughs> oh, God. Honeymoon <laughs> at Great Wolf Lodge. <laughs> Uh, so romantic. Yeah. Yep. We're gonna stop this conversation yeah, okay. now. <laughs> Enough of that. I'm also um, running out of sections of the Great Wolf Lodge website. <laughs> close the window. We need to talk about technology um, before Elon Musk kills all social media. <laughs> yeah. yeah. He's making a good effort at it. He yep. really is. And I got a notification today from the New York Times that Facebook is reinstating Trump's account. So I saw that. I saw yeah. that. I think it's just a matter of time. So we Wait, may as guys, well enjoy I, it while it exists. Can I admit something? I got, I was like doing my hair to go to work or whenever it came through. And it, I like looked at my watch and it was a picture of Donald Trump. And I was like, 
Oh, I think that every single time he comes up and I'm like, ah, dang it. Disappointed. (laughs) You don't have to whisper that. We all think it. (laughs) Um, So we decided to talk about our relationship with social media today. And I think we're going to start kind of doing round robin with um, our intro to social media. So very, very early on. And we may as well just start with Anne. What do you got? Oh, yeah, mine's going to be a real (laughs) short discussion. Um, I always say maybe I was born the wrong time, but I think any time would have been the wrong time for whatever social media uh, was available because it is so not my thing. The only social media site platform I've ever been a part of was Facebook. And the only reason that I joined Facebook was because my brother's then girlfriend, now wife, peer pressured me onto doing it. And so I very reluctantly opened an account. And you guys know when I joined this show, well, the previous iteration of this show, I had less than 100 Facebook friends because I made no effort to do any of that stuff, that Facebooking, you know, the thing, the thing that people do on the social media platforms. And that's mostly it like i'm just so uninterested in putting myself out in the world like i don't even like um i have an instagram account which i made i've never followed anybody on there one time i was scrolling through and it suggested hillary (laughs) oh but your account is private so i didn't follow it because then you would have gotten a notification that I followed it and that was too much for me <laughs> you're like no nope. absolutely not I just I want to slide through like a ghost I don't want anybody to know that I'm there and if I can't do that I don't want to be a part of it so what's wrong with me um, nothing, nothing at all nothing should I follow you on Instagram right now yes. Hillary so yes do it oh my gosh please I don't yeah, feel I- like I'm <laughs> I think my like, account's public slinking. I did mine private your account before. I did mine private once. I did mine private because one time I posted something and it was like about Downton Abbey or something. And it's so embarrassing. And too many, like too many people like commented or liked it. And I was like, this creeps me out. I don't like this. So I'm going Mm -hmm. private. And you have 76 followers despite your lack of (laughs) posts. I think you're pretty Um, famous on Instagram, man. And you're tagged in one picture because. And Miner tagged all of us on it. Oh. So. Okay, I just, I followed Meredith back. Oh, yeah, I've been following you forever in no posts <laughs> yet. Uh, I'm going to go follow all the other Anne Lundholms while I'm at it, because there's more than I would have expected. What a what? ratio, Anne. 77 followers, one following. <laughs> Ooh, that's, you're, that's awesome. Mm-hmm. As far as I'm now. aware, Bobby, there are no other Anne Lundholms in this world, so I don't know who these people well, could be. Well, I'm looking at Anne underscore Lundholm, Anne Lundholm what? Jensen, Anne hmm. Lundholm, who's Anne dot Lundholm. Lundholm dot Anne has the same profile picture as Anne underscore Lundholm, so something's being gamed there. Yup. Hmm. They're all just Lundholm bots. <laughs> oh well, maybe we'll, we'll turn you into an Instagram fan. There is one yeah. other Anne Lundholm who looks like she's not me. Weird. Weird. 
That is strange because as far as I'm aware, we made that name up when we came to the United States. So I must be related to that in some way. I I believe it means means island grove of trees in Swedish. So... Um, I don't think anything is wrong with you. I think that it's uh, totally, as as I grow older, I think it's totally, totally okay to not participate. Yep. It's very weird because it's not that I totally dislike attention when I can have it the way that I wanted because I've stood on a bajillion stages and performed. Sure. Like singing in public is one of the more vulnerable things that a person can do. And Ugh. I have no problem with it. But I am so uncomfortable being in a social arena of any kind that I'm just like, nope, I don't want anybody to know that I exist. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I get it. And I think some of the stuff, I I don't know, I think we'll talk about it more like in the current relationship with it because it's changed a lot for me as far as how I feel about it. Um, Putting myself out there. But I guess... Uh, Bobby. Well, I had computers when I was too young. We've discussed that before. <laughs> yeah, uh, I did too, but we didn't have internet in those days. <laughs> See, we had internet, which is not to brag, but <laughs> when I had that email address with that service that has not existed for a long time now. Uh, but we were anti-AOL until I found AOL Instant Messenger and chat rooms. Yeah. Why were you anti AOL? Well, we just we weren't like we got our internet through a different provider. So despite being bombarded with literally hundreds of AOL CDs through the years and discs and uh floppy disks before that, we we were um you know, we were Mavericks. We were on some lesser known internet service. But I did have a AOL instant messenger. I did meet people in chat rooms. As recounted here in the past, I did meet someone who ended up being a pen pal who I would later go meet in real life in college. And it was weird. It was very weird um, because we knew each other too well for it to be not romantic, but also too well for it to be romantic. (laughs) Um, And then uh, also ICQ. And that came up about a year ago, I know, because if I search ICQ in my Gmail history... (laughs) One of the only times it comes up is uh, Jeremy chiming in because I had a low ICQ number, 4893818, and his was even lower because, of course, it was. Jeremy uh, is an early adopter, that's for sure. Exactly. Yes. So, uh, and ICQ was one that the, my Canadian relatives used a lot, along with MSN Messenger. So, oh, yeah, I remember talking that. to them using those those lesser-known services. But those were my introductions to social media, was uh, ASLing my way through a bunch of AOL chat rooms. <laughs> Mine's not dissimilar, but I think my first... So yeah, uh, chronology-wise, AOL chat rooms were definitely first. I think that was in the 90s. But as far as actual social media, I think LiveJournal was the first for me, right. where it was a network network of people I knew in real life, and then it kind of branched out to people I didn't know. Um, so in that sense, I think that was my first exposure to real social media. Um, I used LiveJournal religiously through late high school and early college, and it's responsible for a lot of things. I mean, that's how I met Gregory. That's how I met a lot of the people I hung out with in college. Um, I still know a lot of those people today. It was, you know, a lot of real life friends. And there's a couple may, people. May I ask, what mm-hmm. does one do 
on LiveJournal? It's a blogging platform, really. It's like you, you just do a little, you write whatever you want, and there's no character limit like Twitter. Mm-hmm. Um, and then there's a feed that you see your friends' uh, yeah. posts in. How do you get connected to other people through that? Just like Facebook? Does it suggest people for you? Um, no, it was like, so I, I added friends who I knew in real life. And then it was sort of like you could comment on your friends' posts. And through that, there were also communities. Um, but through commenting on other people's posts is kind of how I met new people. Um, hmm. because I like, okay, this person is friends. So I met Gregory because he was friends with my friend, Diane from high school. Um, and he commented on her posts and I thought he was really funny. And <laughs> so we, you know, he friended me and I friended him and you don't necessarily have to talk anymore, but we definitely did. And then he came to Grand Rapids and we hung out and I took him to a bar and got him drunk underage and, you know, that's history. <laughs> um, so, you know, it was very influential and I I really loved that service and now it's owned by the Russians and it's totally destroyed. <laughs> oh, <laughs> well, that's sort of the case. I know. It's kind of a bummer. So I've tried to I've tried to like recover my live journal and I can't. Oh, that's kind of a bummer yeah. because you like put some energy. You know, I remember when um, television without pity, they like took it down, which I engaged in. Oh, I, I loved that I site like, so much. But I, I did too. I read it stuff and I think they took down like everything basically. And if you had not kind of saved your own work, then it was essentially gone. Yep. LiveJournal was kind of ahead of its time in that you could change your username without any penalty, like kind of like Twitter where everything would follow you and you could just be mm-hmm. whatever you wanted to be. So you could change your name like weekly if you really wanted to. <laughs> okay, George Santos. <laughs> I know. Um, no, what I was going to say is there's a woman that was nominated for Best Animated Short and she start- got her start with television without pity. That She was like a television without pity uh, recapper. Um, and oh. she made an animated short. This is actually a great part of the Oscar nominations. Yes, I watch them, of course. Um, because, what is it called? Hold on. My year of... Hold on. I want to make sure I'm getting it right. Yes, her. Uh, the name of her animated short is called My Year of Dicks. And to hear... <laughs> Riz Ahmed say, um, my year of dicks is really, really funny, but it's supposed to be good. And she worked at television without pity. Um, anyway, but, um, yeah, I was thinking, I mean, obviously AOL was like integral to my life, my like teenage dumb, um, and AIM when I went to college, I was really trying to think of my first like actual social media where like I posted things and, you know, people reacted to them or whatever something like more static and friendster was the first one that i ever remember um when i lived in los angeles i remember my roommate chelsea being like oh yeah it's cool and it's like people leave like testimonials to you on your page so it's so like it's as if you're reading like i don't know an obituary or some like people are speaking about you after you're dead it was kind of nice like it was like hillary's so awesome and this is why and blah 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 and it it wasn't that was just what it was. And I guess you would do it on other people's pages. And I'm a terrible interact. Like I so bad about reciprocating and I would just like wait for the accolades to, <laughs> to pour in on it. <laughs> but friendship was really short lived. Like it, cause my space quickly came in and sort of usurped that, um, that arena. 
But yeah, Friendster mm-hmm. was the first one I remember really like getting into just because it was people complimenting me and I enjoyed that. I don't even remember if you posted pictures. I mean, I definitely had I a dial-up computer then because we were broke and I don't, but I don't, like trying to think of how I would get a picture on t- Right. On, t- on some like of them, it. you had to host the image yourself. Like you yeah. couldn't just upload it to the site because they didn't want to host the the data. <laughs> so like you would have to have a like a I don't know a separate. I used to use Flickr for that. Oh um, right. Speaking of social media, sort of Flickr mm-hmm. was kind of like early Instagram in a way. Yeah. Uh, in it a really much more was. annoying way. I just remember those days of waiting for the full picture to load <laughs> yes. as the, went row by row, row by of row. pixels appeared oh i love it yikes i also um, should brag that i got an invite to facebook when it was invite only oh and it was only for college students you had to have an, a .edu address for yeah. it yeah and i thought it was very back cool. when we were still rating women's attractiveness <laughs> yep <Yes>. yep <laughs> oh um has anyone ever uh heard of hotornot.com speaking oh, of course i remember hotornot.com yes. yeah uh we did that we went on that i there was a like i think the 2000 to 2001 new year's eve it was like i mean my friends just on it all, like we were just i mean how stupid we're just like, clicking it's just at so something. disgusting it's so great very in 2000 disgusting. I, I knew no better i was like yeah this is how you rate like women and men you just Yep. They, they Didn't they have a TV show or something? Yes, they did. Like a hot or not TV show. Ugh. Yes. Gross. Gross. So gross. Who was on that? Was there was like a panel or something? I don't remember. Oh, yes, I think so. Hmm. Like Fabio or Better some than shit the whole like internet. <laughs> <laughs> there was another one that I used to use called collegeclub.com. That was much yeah. less known. Yeah, I'm sure it was like Sounds the... like a porn. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like a subscription porn website. I do I do remember with Facebook though, when I first got on, you had you I it was an invite, but you did have to have a college email address and I had to get like a permanent email address from I mean because I was long out of college, so I had to request a permanent email address from Rhodes and got it and I was there I was. It's cause you're a Rhodes scholar. Do you, yes, do I you am. still have it? Can we email you to your Rhodes Scholar email? I, I probably still do, but I have literally no idea way how to check it. So maybe don't. My maybe sister don't. still um, uses I, her University of Michigan email account, and I'm like, all right, quit <clears throat> bragging. <laughs> I mean, I use my University of Minnesota one, but I work at the University <laughs> of Minnesota, yes. so yes. I get you. Uh, my update is that the television show was called are you hot? Colon, the search for America's sexiest people. Gross. Uh, premiered February 13th, 2003. Panel of judges included Lorenzo Lamas, Rachel Hunter, and Randolph Duke, who doesn't have a Wikipedia page. I don't know who that is. I think it's a designer. Um, I, if I remember, Randolph Duke sounds like a designer. Ran six episodes, one yeah. season. Canceled yeah. after one season. <laughs> Kale Shocker. Mm, <laughs> produced by who other than Mike Fleiss. Oh, God. Of course. Yes. That makes 100% success. So, yes, absolutely. Oh, I think gross. it's time to go the back 2000s. around. Anne, do you want to tell us what your current relationship <laughs> with social media is? Is it any different than it used to be? I mean, I put Facebook question mark because I am even less involved in Facebook 
than I was before. Mm-hmm. I used to occasionally feel like I should probably post something, but like I didn't want to share that much with the world. And now I'm just, I go on it every, when I'm bored, you know, yeah. or I need a break from work, probably at least once a week and just see what's going on. But I haven't posted since my dad died, which was the beginning of the pandemic. So yeah. it's been couple three years at this point i'm just not interested in in doing it anymore i don't know it's i don't know it just doesn't hold any kind of appeal to me and i'll I'll never scroll back and never look at what i posted (laughs) and i bet you just did it for us and (laughs) i I bet yours is not embarrassing mine is so thoroughly embarrassing like i i mean it's not like i Sometimes I do like save it. I'll ask you. Okay. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Because I did mine too. And I, I, I'm actually enjoying it. I think the last real thing I posted before, I think actually I, I linked to the episode of our show where I talked about my dad's death. That was a great episode. Um, (laughs) and Mike (laughs) talked about his brother's death and we all cried. Remember that? That was after we lost the, um, the Boston Cinema yes. Road Trip yes. Show, and we we're like, we cannot re-record that right now. <laughs> and so we we're like, just let's just talk about our personal losses. But I actually did post that on my um, my actual personal page. It's the only episode of our show I've ever <laughs> put on my my feed. Uh, but I think before that, the last thing I posted was the picture of the Justin Trudeau calendar that somebody <laughs> sent me. <laughs> oh, like, that works. Okay. <laughs> Which one of you jokers? (laughs) That's a good one. I love it. Bobby, I feel like you're Uh, probably the most online of us. Well, I am the youngest. (laughs) True. Um, It's true. (laughs) I'm looking through my memories on Facebook right now. Three years ago today, Sam and I went to the Met. God, those were really good tickets. Um, Let me see here. I am currently active on Facebook. Um, I'm posting less than I used to, except for when we're traveling, and then I post a lot, um, and then I stop. Otherwise, it would just be a solid uh, run of pictures of the cats. So, See, here's the difference between you and me. I mean, you're more social than me, but you actually go places and do things, and I have no desire to go anywhere or do anything. So oh, I mean, the whole you world... have a lot more material to draw from. <laughs> the whole world needs to know that we... We drove out of our way through the country for 45 minutes to go to a little brewery I've been meaning to try and then went up to Glens Falls, New York to go to an Adirondack Thunder game last weekend. Listen, so. when somebody's writing your biography, they're going to have this treasure trove of data of your life. Yes. I'm flattered that you think anyone will ever be writing my biography. Oh, they'll think they're writing the other Robert Pape. <laughs> <laughs> So weird that this expert in suicide terrorism is fascinated with minor league hockey and cats. Uh, so yeah, Facebook and and I have I'll have a note on that in a minute. Um, actually, I'll just do it now. Part of the thing with Facebook is even if I wanted to get rid of it, it is a part of my job. Yeah, like yeah. I I am also one of the managers, not the only manager, but one of the managers of and the tone setter for the Albany Symphony Facebook page. And so even if I'm not always the one there, like I have to know what's happening there. And so that is tough. And and even before that, it was Viva, although I rarely used Vivas because our audience was mostly 80 years old. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, 
like I I mean I I have a professional connection to Facebook and Instagram that I can't really shake and I I actually also really like Instagram. I like Instagram more than I like Facebook. Um but I just it's the fewer of the people I need to interact with or want to interact right. with are there. So I post probably more dumb pictures to Instagram in waves. But um you know, that's just I I just scroll Instagram when I'm bored. Like that's that's what that does for me. I'm still on of, Twitter. What kind of presence does uh, Albany Symphony have on TikTok though? None. <laughs> and it has come up for discussion before. I don't even know if we've well now I'm going to say that out loud and then I'm going to say I should probably go register a, a TikTok handle for us or whatever that is. I have TikTok on my phone too and I barely ever look at it although occasionally I do. I sent Willa TikTok today of uh, somebody demonstrating a wine cork opener on an airplane, like mm. hard, hard built in so that you can't use it like a weapon. Um, I do not get TikTok. Maybe, maybe I'm jumping the gun. Maybe I should let everybody else finish their uh, experiences, but I don't understand TikTok. Yeah, so. maybe we can add a third line here, which yeah. is the socials we don't get because we're old. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I, I, Twitter, same reason. I, I technically have some stewardship over the Albany Symphony Twitter feed, but most importantly, it's where I post my Wordle scores. Right. Um, and that's only so that there is a place where they are because it amuses me. And then I added also LinkedIn which I'm probably the only person here who's going to think of as a social. Um, <laughs> because you're a boomer. No, so. that makes sense. Well, no. Well, yes. But also because a lot of my professional colleagues in the field, and especially in the capital region, they're all very LinkedIn yeah. like motivated. And so if I want to stay in touch with them and see what's going on with them, LinkedIn is the easiest place to do that. And once in a while, I even try to remember to post something so that I look active on LinkedIn. <laughs> But oh, I man, have the app is... on my phone. I get alerts um, all the time. And, that uh, has never even occurred to me no, that I should post something on my LinkedIn never. every once in a while. I think it really does. This is this is so stupid of me to say this, but it is really a form of social networking. Yes, and they made a movie called The Social Network. <laughs> but the the whole concept of networking really escapes me. It's something that I have absolutely no desire to do. And I know that it's important. But I can't do it. Yeah, me um, so I wish I had a little bit more of Bobby. Bobby's. I was going to say Bobby in me, but that's... yeah, let's <laughs> shut that down. Um, <laughs> Don't make me cleanse this by going back to Great Wolf Lodge talk. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. So you know, a week ago, I I don't remember if I mentioned this on the show or not, but I had the honor of. Uh, of uh, moderating a conversation on YouTube for work between um, a local sponsor um, who runs a, a really great nonprofit and uh, Evelyn Glennie, the world's foremost percussionist. Oh yeah. We talked about this, but it might've been offline. Yeah. So it's the YouTube videos out there, but like, that's the kind of thing where I need to post that to YouTube, right? Or yeah. rather I need to post that video to my LinkedIn with a description because in a year or five years or whatever, when I'm looking for work, this is going to be one of those resume things like the time I ran this education engagement video, because it's kind of out of my usual realm. It's not something I would normally be the person running. And so that's like a differentiator for me, I guess. And mm -hmm. so like, that's one of those moments where I'm like, yep, I got to go brag, tag everybody who was connected to it, steal as much cloud as I can. And that's, you know, just so that I stand out once in a while. But that's, I mean, I mean, that's the marketing and fundraising. Like, that's just right. what I have to do. So I wouldn't do any of this if I didn't have to. 
I mean, I enjoy it, but I wouldn't do it because it's a waste of time. Um, but again, it's just using it for work. All this stuff that I use personally, I'm also using professionally. And I, I've become increasingly guarded about the things I post or don't post because of that too, because it's like none of my reports, none of the people who work for me are Facebook friends with me, but a couple of my colleagues beyond that are. And so, yeah, you know, God forbid if any of them listen to this show, I still don't think any of them do because it's really boring. Why would they? But it's chancy enough that they see your pictures from the Precious Moments Museum. <laughs> I mean, I'm okay with that because that's a great story. <laughs> no, my concern is that somebody's going to look at my Facebook memories from 11 years ago and see a picture of me in a Santa-themed fedora. <laughs> no. Ooh. You're never getting hired again. Which I knew was stupid, but I was wearing it, but... You know, I didn't think it was going to be memorialized forever. So, listen, the people on the internet don't search that far back. No, no. come on. If they well, think you have a skeleton in your closet, they will not dig to China to find that out. So, I'm George Santos. I can just. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I mean, I post for old people at work. Uh, Meredith, you also post on Facebook for old people. I do. I pretty much. I don't know. I'm very fits and starts with Facebook. Like for, a, I don't think I've posted, I posted today because I was making a bunch of eggs and I was like, this is funny. Eggs are expensive. Um, and then <laughs> I don't think I posted like for months before that. <laughs> um, but it's pretty much, I, I, I have it because I like to look at it. So I definitely am a lurker, but I also just do it because like my aunts want to know what I'm doing. My mom's sisters are like, <laughs> what's up with you and so it's an easy way for them to keep in touch with me um and i i like instagram for myself i'm I'm a little bit more active there although it's also in fits and starts like sometimes i just think i have nothing interesting to say and i don't want to communicate anything to anybody and then i'll go on a streak where i just like every five minutes i'm like i should post that i should post this uh and then i get kind of annoyed with myself so i try yeah. to kind of temper it a little bit but I definitely like to scroll on Instagram and uh, I don't, I do have a TikTok, but like I've never posted anything and anybody that I want to follow on TikTok also posts to Instagram. So I just follow them there because I don't need another whole app for that. <laughs> um, and then most recently I hibernated my LinkedIn because it was driving me crazy I'm getting messages from recruiters every five minutes. Damn, and when you log wow. on, they know that you're active and they send you even more messages. And I, somebody sent me an email. It's this, this is why I hibernated it. Somebody sent me an email to my work email address, which is not on LinkedIn anywhere. Ooh. And they subscribed me to their news, like three different newsletters. Oh, nope. And no, I, nope. I wrote them back actually. And I was like, I'm sorry, how did you get this email? <laughs> like I went full karen on them and was just like how on earth did you get this and they're like oh yeah. we you know downloaded it from linkedin i'm like it's not on linkedin so yeah. they just you guessed it oh i think they guessed it based stalking. on my employer and my name you know it's my first name dot last name at my company oh, um, i sure. have done that before <laughs> as a fundraiser trying to reach people <laughs> i hate it and i reported them as i told them to unsubscribe me and i reported them as junk and i snoozed my linkedin and because I was so mad about it, I was just like, this is absurd. Um, it wasn't the worst, like, it was like a, a, a women in business in Detroit group. Like, 
I, I felt kind of bad, but also like that was shady and I really didn't yeah, appreciate it. Yeah. Yeah. My issue with all of those mailing lists and things is I'm so suspicious yeah. of spam and viruses and stuff that I, I'm so distrusting of clicking on the unsubscribe link. Cause I feel like a smart person, that would be where the virus was built in, mm-hmm. right? In the unsubscribe button. Oh, yeah. At this yeah. point. And yeah. so uh, when these emails come from out of the blue, I'm like, I don't know. Is this a real marketing thing or is this just some malware body? Mm. If it's a company or a person I've never heard of, I just report it as spam yeah. and move on. That's I don't bother clicking on any yeah. links or anything. I, yeah. yeah. Um, yeah. How about you? Uh, I used to post more, I think on Facebook, Instagram, whatever. Um, I started to really like look inward (laughs) cause I could find myself being like, this is a good posting opportunity and like creating a situation in which I could post something like for attention or whatever. And I was like, that's gross. Like I'm grossing myself out right now. And I don't want to participate in this. And I, I really also started to kind of see, and this is anybody posts whatever they want. I don't like, I don't care. And I love observing. I, I like to watch. I like observing things. <laughs> like I like scrolling through. I idly scroll through Instagram all the time and love it. I love looking at people's pictures and I like judging them as well and all that stuff. Cause like what we want to do. But I also find that there is a lot of fiction that goes on in post you know posting stuff about your perfect family or your perfect kids or your whatever and I'm like that's a lie like I don't know I just felt like that's a lie like people getting married and having a hashtag I was just like I don't know I just started getting grossed out by the whole thing and it didn't really make me stop like looking at observing on Facebook and Instagram and wherever it just made me really stop posting because I'm like I don't know. I just felt like it was all an act and I didn't, it just seemed exhausting to pose for it. I mean, I will occasionally. Mm -hmm. And if somebody wants to post a picture of me, it's fine. Like I, it's fine. And it's not like I have stopped posting. I just started feeling like this is like, this is optional. You don't have to do it. And why am I, why am I doing it just for attention? Somebody can validate like that. I look pretty or something. I don't know. I just, I, I just started getting kind of grossed out by myself and the whole situation. So I, I have definitely tempered it. Um, but that being said, I scroll the shit out of Instagram and Facebook. Like, and I don't even like Facebook that much. Again, like Bobby, like you were saying, like I have to really be on there, not for work, but I have to really be on there for kids stuff because this, you know, uh, the PTA will post something and, you know, like tickets are on sale for this or there's a meeting tonight or whatever. And it's, it is actually kind of important for me to be there. I can't fully disengage. I almost would, except that like the show has stuff and it's fun to participate there. And I like it more for some groups I'm in as opposed to like friends stuff. And, you know, Mm -hmm. I, I like, you know, I like Instagram as far as TikTok goes. Um, a certain other member of my house who does not actually have TikTok but uses my phone for TikTok has completely ruined my algorithm, which TikTok is <laughs> who extremely... Who could that be? Hmm, it's Rory. Mm. It's Dave. Um, <laughs> it's <laughs> um, World War Two TikTok. <laughs> I wish. I would be into that. Um, no, mine is like Charlie D'Amelio or 
stuff about stranger mm. things or in CIS and oh, whatever. There is an NCIS <laughs> TikTok. Um, <laughs> um, One of these things is not like the other. <laughs> well, she's my child after all. She's, she's a bundle of um, inconsistencies. But um, she, um, anyway, so TikTok, I've tried to like write the algorithm, but it's just, it's not. Like if somebody sends me a TikTok, I'll watch it. And then I try to watch it. Like, what is it going to feed me now? Is it going to be something good? And it's always something about preppy style or aesthetic style. The the kids love to say aesthetic. Like, it's yeah, they so don't aesthetic. know what it means. Like, I'm like, <laughs> that's not how you're. <laughs> that's not how you're supposed to use it. But okay. Um, but yeah, I I I I have been known to watch like the reels stuff on on Instagram or like I've even watched the Facebook stories, but then they always serve me diet stuff. I'm like, why are you giving me diet stuff? I don't want diet mm. stuff. The Facebook uh, ones are terrible. They're terrible. Oh, they're always terrible. about somebody who's 24 that has like six kids or whatever. I'm like, why is this being fed to me? I get a uh, lot of those too. And I was like, did I click on some sort of like quiverful <laughs> family at some point? Because they're like, oh, me and my husband made four kids that look alike. And then one looks totally different. And I'm like, always, okay, that's always the thing. It's so, it's so weird, but yeah. Um, and then as far as like Twitter, I, um, I know I, Twitter is evil, but I get some enjoyment out of it. I do not like really participate in Twitter, but I do keep it up at work because like I'll be working like today. I was working on a spreadsheet all day and then I'll kind of glance over at Twitter and just like, like look and see if there's any news going on. I mean, that's kind of, if I'm not really looking at my phone, I'll just kind of scroll that but I don't I don't like really... a brain break I think yeah I exactly yeah exactly mm-hmm. and it's fun for like the Oscars and all that jazz but yeah and like Snapchat I don't I have no idea none I have no idea I think now like the kids use it for messaging more than anything else it's yep. not really social media it's more like I want to message somebody and let it disappear mine's just overrun well, with with weird. um bots I yeah. I just get I get a new bot mm-hmm. friend every day welcome bot friend this is interesting because i wasn't sure what we would get out of this discussion but as we talk it seems like we're using these social media things more purposefully than i think anyone could have predicted 10 15 20 years ago for work or for or like for group involvement i think that's a really good shout because i do enjoy like our facebook group yeah and all of that but in terms of like being an expression of our individuality in our lives i feel like it's not that important anymore no yes i don't think and and in fact i'm remembering what made me really back away from facebook entirely was the beginning of the pandemic and it was the post about masks and it wasn't the posts about people who didn't want to wear masks it was the posts from all my friends screaming about how you had to wear masks and it's not like i disagreed with any of them but the tone was so wild and so just crazed it's like and i can't even um i I can't even be mad at that because like we were all going crazy at yeah. the beginning of the pandemic and we didn't know what was going on and what we were supposed to do. But that seemed social media, especially Facebook seemed to be like 
the place where people could scream at the top of their lungs their yeah. frustration. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I just yeah. I was like, I can't take this because it's not accomplishing anything. If it actually moved the needle at all, I could have taken all that screaming, but this yelling into the void with our feelings exposed, I just I couldn't I couldn't handle yeah. it. And I was like, no more Facebook. Yeah. Now I, I think that's it's, why I kind of use that as my philosophy for like what I post because it's not that I don't have strong political opinions. I definitely do, but I just don't think it matters to post them on Facebook. So I'm just like, I'll yeah. just post like things I think are funny and cat pictures and yes. maybe that'll be enough. I know. I sort of started to like my my mantra if I have anything like, I don't know, controversial or whatever to say or something that's has a strong opinion. It's like, take it to the group chat. Like, you don't. it doesn't need to be mm-hmm. posted in a, in a public forum. Like, I'm not coming down from like Mount Sinai to like deliver the news of what Hillary <laughs> like thinks. It's not original. <laughs> yeah. And like, you're right. It's not going to change anything. So no, I, I don't, I don't, maybe like when Hillary Clinton was like when that election was going on, that was probably one of the last times. And like the right after the early 2017, I think I would post or retweet, more political or politically oriented stuff. And now I'm just like, whatever people are going to vote or going to do whatever they're going to do. Like uh, me telling somebody to vote. Isn't going to be somebody like the people who follow me or I'm friends with aren't going to be like, Oh shit, I do need, I forgot about voting. (laughs) (laughs) I think we sort of realized the full extent of, um, our emotionality and our impervious to logic <laughs> yep. through all of that stuff. Like it's, you're not going to make a difference. No. And so no. it's, it's useless. Like I'm totally a fan of having the big discussions and the political opinions and all that, but I just think, think you can have them on Facebook no, no, or Twitter yeah. or mm-hmm. Instagram or no. any of that, because it's all too nuanced to be able to do in that kind of way. Yeah, you. Yeah, it's imagine. I know that you could. I mean, and the things that people will say behind a screen or a phone or whatever is just like so different than when you are face to face. I don't mean to be boomerish about this. Like, just be face to face with people, and that's how it gets done. But I feel like people get very brave and say things, which <laughs> yep. is fine. Oh, yeah. But get very brave and say like cruel things, and you when say there's brave, no accountability, stupid. Yeah. 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 Um, do you guys mind if I tell you what my Facebook memories from today are? No, please, are? please. Okay. <laughs> January 25, 2020 is a picture of Bear with his tongue sticking out, which is one of my favorite things to post. Delightful. I have a ton of those. That's always then, welcome. Yeah, I love those. I don't apologize for those at all. And then, <laughs> um, well, it's the same day, Bear in the sink, because there was a little piece <laughs> of onion in the sink. <laughs> Uh, four years ago today was me saying I have enough ideas for yoga playlists that I could open my own studio, which is kind of rude because there's a lot more to owning a studio than that. But I had a lot of musical <laughs> opinions. Nine years ago, I said the best part of waking up is actually spilling day old espresso grounds on the trash can and the floor and the walls and the door. Um, hmm. Eight people liked that. Uh, 11 years it's ago. It's always so sad when it's like three people like that. Just a spattering of, of okays. Um, this one's interesting. 11 years to, ago today, and I remember this, um, 
there used to be, I think it was a Twitter account called Yo Is This Racist? And then he had a podcast yes. as well. Yes. And yes. so, and I loved that. I thought he was, I thought he was really great. And so I wrote Yo Is This Racist in parentheses dot com. Hospital cafeteria in Detroit. An old white lady asks me, quote, do they put cheese on their oatmeal? Unquote. Oh, I reply, God. um, no, it's for the grits. <laughs> Yo, is this racist? <laughs> because what did she mean by they exactly? They, the they is is working hard in that in that. Sentence. Yes, mm-hmm. that's what I thought. So I think the answer is yes there. <laughs> and then to cap it off, of course, fifteen years ago today, Shit. when they had the prompts. So Meredith, yeah. oh. blah, you know, dot dot dot. <laughs> so the status is just is in a glass case of emotion. Ah, <laughs> Classic. Classic. <laughs> oh, and that's that it. Good. Oh. Yep. Are we are we doing this? Because Do I've it. got a few. Here. Go to mine, it, yes. mine are really bad. My January 25th was not a good... I did not post that much on January 25th. So we were in, we were in New York City three years ago, as I mentioned. So there's a picture of me and Sam at the Met Grand here, front row center. And very proud of that. A couple of pictures there. Earlier in that day, we went to a Taiyaki ice cream place and I posted a bunch of pictures and wrote, do the kids still say on fleek? Because we aren't unless they don't. (laughs) Five years ago today, I posted a picture of Tostitos football shaped uh, chips at the store. And I wrote, finally, the basketballs have been on sale intermittently for years. Actually, I think that's a pretty good joke. Uh, nine years ago, I was at a thrift store and I posted a picture of a Genesee cream ale pint glass and wrote, don't worry, it's coming home with us. And I still have that pint glass. Uh, let's see here. Uh, also nine years ago, a picture of things on clearance at Walmart, including a duck dynasty backpack and some Paula Dean steak knives. Cool. (laughs) Cool. Uh, this is, I think heading back toward the prompt years too. Oh, maybe not. This was only 10 years ago. At Trader Joe's Unsupervised, watch out. <laughs> Whoa, we're in trouble now. He's on the loose. And I just thir- like to think 13. about that you were like, you know what? I need to put this on Facebook. <laughs> and 13 years ago, this wasn't the prompt era because I just wrote, lowercase h, has a new hat, exclamation point. <laughs> oh, you did that on your own? <laughs> And there's no, it gets better. So a colleague uh, of mine from back then wrote, congrats. And I replied, I actually meant literally, not only am I starting an amazing new job at the Buffalo Philharmonic Orchestra today, but I also actually bought myself a new hat. Oh, I see. Double meaning. (laughs) You're welcome. That might be the title of the show. Bobby has a new hat. My stomach hurts. Oh, <laughs> it's like Rory posting. Like, <laughs> I got a new hat today. Ouch. <laughs> oh God, it's so embarrassing. Uh, there was a couple. There was one when I moved to Austin where it's like. You know, Hillary is 
in Austin, but I, the first time I posted it, I posted Hillary is Austin. Like I did <laughs> <laughs> And there was no edit. So I just like, I did, just. <laughs> I'm just Austin post. forever now. <laughs> oh my God. So embarrassing. <laughs> Social media is Do embarrassing. We... Oh, it really is. <laughs> Do we need I, to embarrass Meredith, ourselves think... with anything further? <laughs> I just think you're so lucky, Meredith, that you can't recover your live journal because it's so just, lucky. Oh, that would be oh. so cringeworthy. Yeah, it is. Bobby, can you get on that? I'd really like to see it. <laughs> Even I don't think I can claw the claw that back from the Russians. A lot of That's times they my... were they were pro- you know they were password protected, so like you had to be friends to see them. So I don't even think that the Internet Wayback Machine would have them. Hmm bummer <sighs> yeah i mean for your own protection right it's, it's the a kind blessing of thing and where a curse yeah yeah it it's self-destructs if you don't touch it in six months so that mm-hmm. if, if you die nobody gets your secrets yes <laughs> yeah um i just want to mention um my recent whatsapp friend oh so this is sort of diagonal related um to linkedin and and other apps the kids are using these days so I don't use WhatsApp a lot. I had it on my phone recently because we had a guest started while it was Evelyn Glennie in from England and her management team all uses WhatsApp because it's easy to use international. I don't, don't all the Brits all use WhatsApp. I feel like WhatsApp, the rest of the world does. Oh yeah. I feel like WhatsApp is like soccer to us. Like Mm -hmm. some people, you know, everybody in the United, everybody in the world uses it except us. The metric system of messaging. Is it just just like Facebook messenger? Yeah, basically. It's yeah. more like a text, text thread than, yeah. 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 It's just like, and it's great. It's super easy and great. Like, I don't know why we don't use it after using it for that. Um, but my other WhatsApp interaction recently has been other, an app that usually otherwise lays dormant on my phone. Um, I got a message on LinkedIn from something that looked like a bot, um, a, an attractive woman mm-hmm. reaching out out of the blue just to like introduce herself to network. It was very weird. Sure. And she and after like three messages, she was like, I'm not on here often. Can we use WhatsApp? And I thought to myself, mm. Yeah, let's see where this goes. <laughs> Why not? <laughs> and so I uh connected with her on this, you know, it's basically a burner WhatsApp account because I never use it and I don't care. Um and then she immediately disappeared from LinkedIn. Yep. Like her, like she deleted her, either blocked me or deleted her account the minute we switched over to WhatsApp. And I spent uh, like a solid two days just rambling nonsense at her with no personal information, her, it, <laughs> them, whoever it is. This is the same philosophy I use about phone scammers. Like if I ever like get a human, I'm like, the longer they're talking to me, the less time they have to talk to some grandma somewhere. Right. And so I just let her go. And like, it was, she never, she was never like, hey, I love birthdays. When's your birthday? (laughs) (laughs) I love social security numbers. Um, Like it never turned anywhere where it was like really deep data. And I, I'll be honest, the scary part is I was never 100% convinced it wasn't a chatbot. But like Hmm. some of the answers were like dynamic enough. That I, I think there had to be a human behind it. Have you but, seen what Chat GPT can do these days? Oh, I know. We've had conversations about this. Yeah. yeah. Um, a colleague of mine had had that thing write a fundraising letter chastising our donors for not giving enough, and it's both hilarious and thoroughly accurate. Yeah. Um, yeah. I don't know that I would send that, 
pretty good letter. <laughs> no, but, I don't know. It's pretty good. It's yeah. a letter you keep pinned up in your office for motivation. Yeah. Right. I mean, not in your position. I think if I was a political fundraiser, yeah. that's actually not a not a bad shake. Yeah, the world's going to fall apart if you don't give me more money. So uh, that's my other, my just my other like body experience recently or scammy experiences that I just, just you know, fittered away and and she it them finally stopped like talking like they gave up on me. Yeah. <laughs> you wore them out. So, yep, happy to do my part. We thank you for your service. Yep, <laughs> thanks. Well, guys, we want to know about your embarrassing. Uh, social media posts, please. And our question of the week this week is, what was your favorite era of social media? So please Prince tell us on our, our very engaging and not <laughs> embarrassing Facebook page. Yeah, not at all. Not at all. No, it's not embarrassing it's at all. One sanctuary on that. Yes. Zuckerberg monstrosity. Yep. yep. Um, <clears throat> all right, I'm going to take us to Tishi Recommends. I was looking for something to watch this weekend that was like I could to screen but I wanted I didn't want another movie that I'd seen a bunch of times and but I wasn't into anything serious and I um this show Breakpoint was recommended to me and it's essentially I didn't watch Drive to Survive the the F1 show because I don't really care about F1 um I know who Lewis Hamilton is and that's about the extent of my F1 knowledge um but uh it's the same people that made that and it's about like the tennis tour um, and it was really, really interesting. Some people thought it was boring. I actually really enjoyed it. And so I think there were six episodes and they're pretty short. They're like 30 minutes. Um, and they focus on a player on the tournament, not like, you know, Roger Federer or whatever. It's like the people who aren't at the bottom, but they're kind of trying to fight their way up. And it just is like, it was interesting because they were talking about how, you know, it's a solo sport, obviously, and you have to be really selfish and you have to really focus on yourself and your game and you have to be on it. Um, and how they're these titans that are, you know, in their twilight years, as far as professionally, I mean, Federer's retired, Nadal, I'm, you know, is older, Serena's retired. Um, who are the Djokovic who, is an asshole. Yeah, oh, Djokovic is an asshole. Who's going to be the next person? And it just folk, there's this one woman. I mean, most of them, there's one guy that they focus on who's kind of a dickhead, but there's this one woman named Anz Jabur. She is awesome. I like fell in love with her. You know, a lot of tennis women, not a lot, but there are a fair amount of tennis women that are very attractive. And I would say that Anz, I mean, it's not like she, whatever. I mean, it sounds like I'm saying she's ugly, but she's not like, you know, Maria Sharapova. She just is it's like not a her looking primary concern or her primary no. selling point. Yeah. Yes, exactly. And she's from Tunisia. So when she wins she's one of the first arabic slash african women to really compete at a super high level and she's just so winning and funny and realistic and i it just is it's really interesting to watch and it says it's such a grind and you can make a lot of money if you do well but if you're just kind of mid-tier you are you are traveling every single weekend you are you know in these tournaments, barely getting paid, and you have to pay your coaches, you have to pay for your travel. And if you don't have a sponsorship, it just seems pretty exhausting. But I found it interesting just what these people will put themselves through. So it's called Breakpoint hmm. on Netflix. Different hmm. than Point Break. Yes. The L.A. movie Point Break, actually. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, God. <laughs> God, I haven't seen that in forever, but I loved it in seventh grade. I don't think I've ever seen that one. It's um, directed by 
um, what is her name? The first woman to win mm-hmm. Best Director. Uh, uh, Catherine Bigelow. Yes, I just needed the Catherine. Oh, we got there. Yes, we did. I'm like, what is her name? Go team. Yes. Uh, we'll save that for when the Tishi Cinema Road Trip stops at Heist Movies. Yes, perfect. Ooh. That's a good one. Because we love heist movies. Everybody loves a good heist movie. Yes. You can get involved with the show, as previously mentioned, on Facebook in our safe zone from the Zuckerverse at This Show Has Everything. You can also find the website at thisshowhaseverything.com. You cannot find the show Twitter because it does not exist anymore. Well, it does. We just, it's sitting there dormant. Fuck Elon <laughs> Musk. We're out. Mic drop. Email us at tshishow at gmail.com because Google is one behemoth we're not going to get rid of because it's free and we like it. Send us a voice memo and it could be featured on the show. Odds are pretty good. Honestly, it'll be featured on the show. Fax me your social media handle at 617-354-8513. And of course, of all the AOL social medias, find us at AOL keyword tshishy. That's still funny. Uh, and until next time, uh, thanks for joining us. And that was everything uh, except our ASL. Bobby got a hat. (laughs) (laughs) That post is beautiful.